everyone. Welcome into the Render Podcast. Today, I'm your host, Brooke, and I'm joined by our Chief Creative Officer, Kaylee. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to be sharing with you guys our best working from home practices. Um, everyone in the world can probably relate to this, that we all kind of started to work from home back when, you know, the pandemic started. And now we've kind of transitioned to this hybrid model where we're working from home a few days a week and then working in the office a set couple days a week. And it's worked super great for our team. And so we wanted to share some of our best practices for that. And maybe you could implement this in your business as well. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. started, I really wanted to say something that I think is really important. And I just wanted to start the podcast with some gratitude and just say that we are so fortunate to have a job where we are even able to work from home at all. I know that there are tons of careers like nurses and doctors and grocery store clerks, whatever it may be that don't have the ability to work from home at all. And we are so thankful for those people that are in those jobs and want to do those jobs. And so I just wanted to start it off and say, I'm so thankful that we're able to work from home and it's a huge, huge blessing. Yeah, absolutely. I um, wanted to kick things off because this is not possible at all. If you work on a team and you are not organized, if you are a solopreneur and you maybe aren't super organized, but you work by yourself, you could probably figure out how to work from home because it's just you. But whenever you have a team, oh my gosh, you have to be organized. You have to have everything easily accessible um, in a cloud-based drive or some sort of cloud where um, your team can easily access everything that you are working on. That was probably the biggest challenge transitioning into working from home. When we started working from home, oh gosh, two years ago? It's been two years. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, When the pandemic happened, we started working from home and our team was a little bit smaller than most of all of our day-to-day tasks were just handled by Cam and I. And we had to, we had a pretty good structure starting out of organization. I am... (laughs) so crazy about organization. I um, have tried to get our team as organized as possible for the last three and a half years that I have worked at Render. And so we had a pretty good start um, when we started working from home, but there were some things that as we started communicating online and not in person, we realized, oh, this is at the office or, oh, I don't have access to this. She has access to this or where do I get this information? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the first couple months of working from home for us, we're figuring out what are best practices, what are the best applications to use to get our team organized, to get our team synced up. 
And fortunately, we did the hard work of figuring that out so that whenever our team grew and whenever we needed to transition back into some sort of working from home hybrid model, we were all set up for success. And so I'm really excited that we're talking about this today because we have done the hard work for you and are going to share some of the things that we have found to be super helpful um, that maybe you will too. Yeah. But like I was saying, um, having a cloud-based drive of some sort, so whether that is Google Drive, whether that is Microsoft Teams, um, I'm blanking on other ones. Dropbox. I think those are Dropbox, yes, Dropbox. Um, I think those are the major ones that people utilize. We internally use Google. We use Google for everything, our emails, our photos, all of our documents. We have everything on Google Drive organized into folders, into our sub-brands, into our sub-services so that we are all organized. And the biggest thing that we had to think through whenever we were organizing all of these things is, is it has to be a team effort. You can't just have one person you do need one person who is like super organized and is wanting to organize everything. But if only one person wants things to be organized and the rest of your team isn't um, on board with keeping things organized, then you're just going to fall into a pit of unorganization. And so there has to be some sort of agreement within your team of, okay, this first person built out the original structure and they communicated the structure And then everyone is moving into that structure. So they're now understanding this piece of material goes into this folder because of X, Y, Z, or this is organized this way because of this. And so not one person is the only one organizing, but everyone is able to maintain the structure that that one person has created. Um, That was a big issue. That I realized was I would go in and I would organize things. I'd get everything perfect and organized in folders, and then I wouldn't communicate what I just did. And so then I would go back in two months later, and everything was just disorganized again. And I was like, what is happening? I organized all of this. And so I realized I needed to go in and communicate with our team of, hey, this is the structure. This is why I organized it this way. Maybe this isn't the best way to organize it. Do you have opinions on Is there a better way? Is there a better folder system? Should I have labeled this differently? Um, And asking those questions so that it's a team effort and not just an individual effort has been so helpful in our team staying organized. Yeah, I was going to say I came into Render with it all being organized. So it was nice because I was trained like with that already being in place. And so one thing I was just thinking of was if you're thinking of hiring on someone, trying to get all of that organization done before they start. That way they start their new job with everything in its place and they'll kind of know how to like go from there, you know? Yeah. And it's definitely a commitment. I mean, it's something that you have to commit to doing all the time. It's not something that you can just do once and say, all right, I organized everything and then (laughs) never go back and do it again. It is something that you continually just have to build into your day-to-day to your process so that everyone stays in sync. Yeah. Especially like it's so, it's so important when you have a team. I cannot stress that enough. Like it is the worst 
to show up to work, especially when you're showing up at home and you are not in person with the people that you work with, where you can readily ask them a question. We're going to talk about an application that we use that allows us to communicate very easily, but there's nothing more frustrating to show up and not know how to do something because you just can't find the document that you're looking for. You know, there have been many times where I, a task took me twice as long because I just couldn't find what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I knew how to do the task. I was like mentally ready to do it, but I just couldn't find the document that I needed to type it on, or I couldn't find the copy that was already written for me. And so whenever you're not easily right in front of people, you have to make sure that you're set up online so that anyone can jump in. If you have to go away for a little bit, anyone can jump in and do your task. I mean, that's the whole point of this organization is that if I have to step away um, for a day or two days or whatever, Brooke should be able to jump into my documents. And if something is pressing, she could do it for me. Mm -hmm. That's what we call, we don't call it this. We learned this from a conference, but it's called the bus test, where if you were hit by a bus, (laughs) so, so brutal, but if you were hit by a bus tomorrow, could your team continue on doing the tasks that you had? And so we um, learned that about two years ago, Cam and I did. And so um, for two years, we've just been trying as hard as we can in every aspect of render, getting it to pass the bus test. That's funny. Never heard that term before. (laughs) Yeah, it's very morbid. Well, let's dive into some of the applications that we have found helpful um, when working from home. I actually had a question for you. Did y'all implement all of these applications like during COVID when you were starting to work from home or did you use some of these before as well? Yeah. So um, the only one that we're going to talk through that we implemented during COVID was Asana. Okay. So we had already used Google Drive. We had been using Google Suite for a long time. Okay. I think we started transitioning to that whenever I started. Um, because Cam was working by herself. So then we transitioned when we started building the team to a system that would allow us to grow. And that was G Suite. Okay. Um, And again, that's Google Drive, Google Photos, um, Gmail, there's Calendar. There's, if you don't use Google Suite, I would highly recommend you to go and use Google Suite because it is quite frankly, like the best Thing that we one of the best things that we do just because it is everything's together everything the docs the sheets everything yeah and we've we've built out the way that we um, while we're talking about Google whenever we say photos we stored literally every single photo that render takes or gets from clients in Google Photos um, that way not one person just has the photos on their computer but everyone has access to our Google Photos. And the way that we organize that is we obviously have different brands. We have um, Render Events, Render Educate, and then we have our overall Render brand. And so within each of those accounts, we have split up the photo content. So all event-related pictures get sent or get uploaded into our Render Events email all of the education, um, anything that we do like brand shoot wise, 
that gets added into a render educate. Um, and then all of our other um, photos that we work on, like team oriented, or again, those brand shoots that we do, um, or any style shoots that we've done, we'll put those into our render info, which is just our overall render collective. That way they're all organized into what brand they are. And then we'll send them out to all everyone on our team. So everyone has access to all the photos so that no one ever is like, where's that photo? They can go and find it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing, since you're talking about the different brands, I also wanted to touch on is it may be different for other businesses who maybe don't have different pillars of their business. Maybe they just have one email that's the only drive they have then honestly, it might be a little bit easier for them because they just have one place where everything is at. But like Kaylee was saying, we have a lot of different pillars to this business. And so we kind of have to organize based on like event, floral, whatever it may be. But as far as Google Drive goes, yeah, I mean, we organize it basically just the same. Everything is under its own specific brand. That way we don't get confused. And then we have kind of like the main folders are like the overarching, like really big, like podcast is its own folder. Rental Biz Academy is its own folder. And within those folders, that's when we start to build out the little organization that we talked about earlier, <laughs> all the little sub folders, I guess you could call it. Um, and we kind of just tear it down from there. I guess that's the best way to explain it. Yeah. We we love a good subfolder or subtask. A sub sub subfolder. Yeah. We <laughs> have like so many different iterations of like main folder, 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 folder. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. But it keeps us organized. Yes, it does. And what I really like about that too is that you can like say there's a podcast guest on this podcast. I can maybe share not the entire overarching podcast folder because they don't need all of that content, but I can go in and make a folder specifically for them and then share just that one little folder to the guest. And so that's just one perk of having Google Drive is the sharing capabilities are really great too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we have so many different things that, especially with sharing with clients, um, it's pretty easy to just, if you have something in your drive, you can add it as an attachment from your drive into an email. Mm -hmm. I, um, will create different documents and renderings for our clients and then download them, send them over to them. And so everything is all in one place and it's, oh, it makes my heart so the happy. Best. <laughs> it's the best. Yep. Well, this kind of brings us to our next application that we are obsessed with. And Kaylee mentioned it a little bit before that this is, they got Asana right whenever COVID started. And Asana basically is a task list program. And mm -hmm. it's everything. I don't know how anyone works without a task like program. Management, because, yeah. Yes, task management. Maybe you should talk about a little why you guys decided to choose Asana, like the main perks of it. Yeah. So what's funny is the amount of task management softwares that we have tried and used over the course of my almost four years of working at Render is quite funny. We started out using Trello. I actually brought Trello from my other job. Um, whenever I came to work for Render, I had worked at a co-working space and we use Trello for everything. 
and I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start using this at Render. Um, and at the time we didn't really have anything. And so we started adopting that and started utilizing it, but it just wasn't quite as advanced as we were hoping for, for Render. And so we ended up transitioning to um, Tave, which Tave is another task management software that also does like client management and it's kind of like a CRM. And um, that is specifically based for event professionals. And so we were doing a lot of build out on Tave to kind of fit our needs. And it became, honestly, it was the amount of extra work that was required with Tave was just insane because of all the build out that we had to do for each project. And honestly, the reason why we chose Tave was because our software, our inventory software at the time was not as robust as we wanted it to be. We weren't using Good Shuffle at the time. And so we had to have another sort of program to get us where we needed to be with clients. And so whenever we switched to Good Shuffle, we were able to get rid of Tave um, and it cut down our process, our SOP process, which is our standard operation procedure. Basically just our sales process got cut down. We went through the whole sheet and we were at, I think like 46 pages of our process. Wow. And then whenever we switched to Good Shuffle, we dropped down to like 24. So it literally cut our process in half when we switched to Good Shuffle. So if you are an event professional and have um, inventory that you're working with, you have to look at Good Shuffle. It's literally one of the most important programs that we have. It has also saved our working from home because I know exactly where we're at with all of our inventory. And I don't have to walk into our warehouse to see, oh, we only have one piece or whatever. So I was able to still do all of our sales remotely. And I still can. I still do do our sales remotely sometimes. Um, but that was a side note. We aren't talking about Good Shuffle, but you should get Good Shuffle. Yes, I'll leave the link in the bio for uh, the free trial because it's everything. Oh, gosh, it's it's saved us. But <laughs> sorry, back on track. <laughs> Task management system. Um, so we got rid of Tave. And then at that time, we um, were just using like spreadsheets and Cam loves spreadsheets, loved it. I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> um, and so we were kind of like all individually working on managing our tasks in the way that we preferred. So Cam was doing like sticky notes and spreadsheets. I had like running lists that I... Um, would utilize and I was use, utilizing like a side program. I can't even remember what it was now because now that Asana's in our life, I can't think about anything else. <laughs> um, but Jade was on our team and she would like send herself long documents of like, these are all the tasks that I need to do. And then she'd cross them all off. And so we really didn't have anything. And when the pandemic hit, we quickly realized that we didn't know where anyone was at on their projects. Like I had no idea where Cam was, and we were starting to work on the podcast. We were starting to work on Rentables Academy. And those were really big projects that were a team-based project to where I needed to know where she was at, what she was working on, what she needed me to do. And we would go back and forth over email. She, we would get on Zooms. We'd be on Zoom for like four hours. Oh my and we would just sit there and we would just work. 
and not really say anything to each other. But whenever we needed to say something, we'd be like, oh, yeah, do you have this? Can you send it to me? Mm. Or, oh, yeah, do you have that? Can you send it to me? And it was so dysfunctional. And so whenever we got like a few weeks into the pandemic, we were like, all right, this is this is kind of like staying around. We probably should try a task management system. And so we were actually between two. Um, we were between Asana and Notion. Notion's another great one. We just decided to go with Asana. And one like quick note here is that you can't go wrong with any task management system. Monday is another good one. There's like, if you just Google task management software, there are so many. I'm sure there's way more than I've tried, but I've tried a lot. And I liked aspects of all of them. I probably could have kept using Trello or we could have kept using Monday. The thing that you have to take into consideration is whenever you're on a team is figuring out what works best for everyone. Mm-hmm. And not just you as the CEO or you as the head organizer of the company, (laughs) um, pick what's best for you. I could have done that. And then one of our team members probably wouldn't have been successful. And so Cam and I collaborated on, okay, let's, you tried, I tried Notion. She tried Asana. She ended up really loving Asana. I started working on it and I was like, okay, yeah, I can adapt to this. Like, this is great. And then from there, we built it out to where Brooke knew nothing other than Asana. Kathleen knows nothing other than Asana. And now everyone loves it. Yeah. Because it is so beneficial. So that's kind of the process. It was a very windy road for us to get to Asana. But now that we've landed on there, we will not transition away from it because we have built out. We have, I have spent way too many hours building out these processes and these projects that everyone is on and everyone is like sticking to. Yeah. I think we could do a whole podcast episode on just like how we build out the processes on Asana. But as a quick like overview, basically Kaylee for the event side kind of went in and created the entire sales process there in Asana. And now the you know, project manager, whoever can go in and check off their task list as they need to. And so it's just been super helpful for me. The reason I love Asana is because there's a tab that's like your personal tasks and I have mine in list form, which like Kaylee was saying, everyone works differently. So you can do it in, I don't even know what the other forms are because all I do is the list form. You can do a list, you can do a calendar, which goes by date. You can do a board, oh, yes. which breaks it up by section of task. And mm-hmm. I think I think those are the three major ones. Okay, then I don't do list. I do calendar. Yeah. But I have my lists within each day. But it's just so nice because you can just drag and drop your tasks to different days if you don't have time to do it that day. And it just keeps you really on track to make sure you're doing everything that you need to do every single day. And you can be added to projects and just so many things. So we highly, highly recommend using Asana for task management. What I love about it is that, like you're saying, you as an employee, as a team member, you can go in and you can add in what you need to add in to keep you accountable. But I can also go in as a manager 
an add-in task for everyone. And I can say, hey, Brooke, I need you to do this. I need it done by this date. If the thing that works best with Asana is having due dates. Um, Some of our projects or tasks, they don't really necessarily need a hard deadline due date. And so if something doesn't need to be on this specific day, I won't put a note. But if I put a date for Brooke and I'm like, hey, this really needs to be done by tomorrow at five, I'll put in a note that says date not changed. Um, Because more often than not, most of the dates can be flexed based on what she has going on in her task list for the day. Um, But what's really cool is whenever I add a task for someone, I get a notification when it's complete. So I know where everyone's at on our task list. Um, And I can easily check in of if something didn't get complete on the day that I said that it should get completed, I can check in and say, hey, is there anything you need? Like, can I help you? Can I assist you with this? Is there any documents that you don't have? Or did something happen? Um, that doesn't happen really ever. Um, but it's really nice to know that as a manager, I can be looking in and making sure that everyone's staying on task um, and is rolling with what they need to be doing. Because when you're working from home, you don't really get that luxury of checking in with your team personally. Um, you can do it through email or Slack, or I could get hop on a call. Um, but those little tasks that maybe you forgot that you assigned, or maybe it weren't as super important, but still needs to get done. I can check in and just say, yep, they did that. Awesome. Like we're moving forward. The tasks, the projects are moving forward. And specifically whenever we're working on big tasks where it's multiple people are working together on it to keep track of where everyone's at. I know that I can't do my job until this is done. And whenever I see, okay, Brooks completed the copy. Now I can get rolling. It's so much easier to not just like be annoying and like, hey, are you almost done with that? Are you done? Did you get that done? Where are we at? Like, I don't have to do that, which saves so much time. And I don't like doing that. That's annoying. Like nobody wants to be that person. Yeah, I think another thing too with Asana is something that Kaylee's really great at. I could probably get better at this is she always links like the specific document that we're referring to or the photos that we're referring to within the task list. So that even like takes down the amount of time that you're spending on a certain task because everything is right there for you. You can comment and, you know, ask each other questions through there and just stay on track with that one individual project or task. And it just makes really everything super seamless and just easy. Yeah. Our um, Google Drive and our Asana go hand in hand. And on the event side, Good Shuffle and Asana go hand in hand. That's how we as an events team know exactly what is happening with the client. I mean, that's how we keep track of all of our clients. There are so many tasks that are associated with one specific event, like from the sales process to the logistics process to the post process. There are probably, I want to say like 40, 40 tasks that go into each event. People don't realize that, but there really are that many tasks that go involved. And so if we don't have a way to track where everyone's at, because I'm not the only one doing all the the tasks for this one client like we I do the sales and then I loop in John once they book 
Mm-hmm. Kathleen also does sales. So once they book, she loops in John. And so we have built out this entire template of all we have to do is go in and duplicate it whenever we have a new client reach out and then we can track where they're at in the process. And it's, oh, I don't know what we would do without it. I think we would, I don't know. It would not be good. I don't know either. Let me tell you, <laughs> it would not be good because there was a very season, hectic. Yes, because there was a season where we didn't have it. And I remember it was a little crazy because everything was done like on paper. We had folder oh, systems. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish you could have seen our folder systems. We had like individual folders for each client. We had a sheet of paper that had all the tasks where you had to manually had to go in and check off like, yes, I did this. Yes, I did this. Yes, I did this. <laughs> And sometimes they wouldn't get checked off, but they would get done. And so it was so confusing because you're like, where is this client at? Oh, my gosh. That would not work now. Like, we could not work from home. Oh, no. Be in office all day. We were killing so many trees. I was about to say, working from home really made us be a little more (laughs) eco-friendly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I am all about saving the planet. And I was like, this is not a good system. Like, we got to do better, guys. (laughs) Yeah, Asana's great. We could talk about Asana forever. Okay, so the next program I think a lot of people are familiar with that we love is Slack. It's the best. It's how you can communicate with your coworkers in more of like a chat room style. Yeah. It's not texting on your phone. Instant messaging, AIM. Yes. Back in the day. (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's just a quicker way to communicate instead of email. I feel like email can be really like professional. Like that's when you want to send like serious emails. And Slack is a little bit more casual, but still like really great for just communicating and getting information that you need. Yeah. It's also a lot faster. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a subject line. You don't have to type in like all these certain things. Like I can literally send a quick Slack that's like, hey, are you at the office? Or, hey, like, what are you working on today? Or the other week I was probably driving Brooke crazy because I was sending an Asana. I was assigning all these tasks and she had her notifications on. And so I was like, I am so sorry. So I just sent her a gift. Like I sent her a little like dog saying sorry. And I was like, I love that I can do this on Asana. Like this makes me feel like I am like personally connected to you. On Slack, you mean? Yeah, on Slack. Okay. <laughs> yes, and that's one thing is you can direct message with someone or you can start like a group message and talk with multiple people on your team. Or the best part is that you can create channels so that you can communicate about specific topics within yes. these different channels. We probably have 20 channels, maybe like 15 channels. of just, yeah, we used to have more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we condensed down a little but of just like education. Okay. Anything that we want to talk about as a collective about education, let's chat about it in here. So that way if we ever need to refer back to something that we talked about. We go into the education um, channel and can scroll mm-hmm. through there and see what we talked about. I've def- definitely noticed myself having to go back into certain channels to see like, I don't know, you sent a link there or something like that. And it's been really yeah. helpful. Yeah, having the channels is way easier than just having a bunch of direct messages or, I mean, I love direct messaging, don't get me wrong, Um, but having specific, like I know specifically anything that's in the education channel is going to be education related. 
or we have a marketing channel. And so anything that we've discussed marketing, so if I found a link to a really great article, I'll maybe send it in there so that Brooke has access to it. Um, we have very specific channels like COVID-19 response. Like when we were heavily going through like what is going to be our response to our clients and what are we doing in as far as like showing up on site? Are we wearing masks? Are we doing all of this stuff? And so anything COVID related is in the COVID channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one that is specifically podcast. And so that's different than the educate because it is specifically podcast related. So nothing that is like of course related is in the podcast unless it is a link to go into the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so it helps kind of in your brain structurally think I'm talking about this topic. Okay. I'm going to put it in here so that when somebody gets a notification, they're prepared to enter into that topic. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It mentally just like helps clarify already because you already have those channels and those are all customizable. We built all of those out. That wasn't a template that Slack gave us because who, how would they know that we, you know, you know, we do education and events and sales and like all of this. And so we've built all of those out. And then once um, a a topic we just don't utilize anymore, you can go in and archive that channel and it just goes into the archives. If you need to pull it back out, you can pull it back out. And I think you can access all the old chats, but gosh, Slack, Slack has helped. We've talked about this before on the podcast, but before we had Slack, before we implemented Slack into our team, you know, we were getting, I would get emails really late at night, which email is fine. I didn't get notifications, but I would get phone calls or texts from somebody on our team who maybe was working at night shift or who was working late. Sometimes Cam would work late because of kids and just needed to balance some time. And so I would get it, be getting texts at like midnight of like, hey, where are we at on this project? And I was asleep, but sometimes I wasn't. And I was like, why am I getting this text? Like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so we, we actually started implementing Slack from the beginning as a healthy way of setting up boundaries for our team and communication. Because with Slack, it's an application. And so you can have it on your phone if you want. You don't have to. You can have it on your computer or it can just be a desktop like application that you open up where you get notifications while you're working. But other than that, outside of work, you don't get notifications. Mm -hmm. And so we were utilizing it for a couple of years before the pandemic hit and then the pandemic hit and it literally saved us because we couldn't just, I couldn't just like look around my computer and say, Hey Brooke, like I got a question for you. You know, now I can just literally direct message her and say, where, like, where is this located? Or right. can you help me with this task or like whatever, you know? And it, it has like literally cut down so many emails. It's cut down random phone calls. And it really has cut down on having to sit on Zoom for four hours because we were just going back and forth talking. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, if you don't have Slack, you got to get Slack. Yeah. Because it's It's free, free. right? Yeah. Yes. It is free. So why would you not be using it? Yeah. And two, since we're talking about working from home, like it's so easy whenever you're working from home, there's, it's a blurry line between okay, I'm just supposed to be home and chilling with my husband, my dog versus, okay, I'm, I'm here and I need to be working. And so yeah. one thing I love about, I think you can do this on 
Asana as well, but Slack specifically is you can adjust your notifications. So you only get them from eight to five or whatever it may be Monday through Friday. And that's really nice. Um, if we're talking about work-life balance, because you can kind of just be like, even though I've been at the same desk all day from the moment I woke up to now we're eating dinner at the same table. Um, it's really nice because you can just say, I don't want to get my notifications after five, closing my computer, going to go start living life. So, yeah. How do you balance work-life balance when you're working from home? Cause I know that that can be hard. Yeah. So I just was looking at a blog post that we wrote back in the beginning of the pandemic. And it's funny because we were you, you could tell that whenever you wrote it, you were in full force, like you were stuck at home all the time. And so it's a little bit different now because we do have the opportunity to come into the office a few days a week. But I think for me, how I balance it is I always try and wake up and if I'm working from home, at least brush my hair, brush my teeth. Like maybe I don't get fully ready and put on makeup, but just you have to get yourself somewhat prepared for the day or else you're just going to feel horrible for the rest of the day and not feel productive. And so that's one way is in the mornings, I always make sure that I just like somewhat get myself together before the day starts. And then um, one thing that I have not implemented yet, but that I would love to do is start getting up an hour earlier than I'm supposed to start my work day and get a coffee from the kitchen, like go take my morning really, really slow, maybe take a walk or something. And I, I mean, I, you could do that if you're working from the office as well, but just a way to like really get yourself ready for the day, I feel like would help me so much. So that's a goal of mine for September. We'll see if I can do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Another thing that I just thought of is, um, finding a space within your house that you feel productive. And for most people, I feel like it's a place that's filled with natural light so that you're staying energized. Um, For me, it's my dining room table. It may sound random. We literally have an office with a desk, but I don't like working in there. I like to work in the dining room because that's where like there's the most light. But I work in there and it's always clean in our dining room. So I just don't feel distracted and it's just a nice place to work. It's pretty in there. Um, So that's where I work from home. Where do you work from home? So I live in a one bedroom apartment (laughs) and when the pandemic hit, I literally, it was living room, bedroom, kitchen, dining room. And I started out working in the dining room and Oh gosh, the, the way that our table was set wasn't high enough. And so my back was always hurting. And so my friend like gifted me her old desk that she didn't use anymore. And so I literally had it in the corner of our living room. And it's funny because like the blog post that you're referencing, like that was me writing that, like when I literally (laughs) was in like 700 square feet apartment and could not leave like because that's the time when you could not go anywhere so I literally was at home all day by myself was sitting at my tiny little desk and then I would literally like turn off my computer my husband was couldn't work from home like he had to work at the office Um, and so he would come home so I'd shut my computer and then turn around sit on the couch and there was like no there was no space between like work life like it was all yeah 
it was all jumbled. Um, but since then, we've moved into a bigger apartment that is not much bigger, but it has walls that kind of wall <laughs> off like the dining room to where the dining room is bigger now to where I can have my desk in there between like my dining room and desk is here, bedrooms here, living rooms here. And so there's there's some sort of boundary now. Yes. So I have a desk. Yes, I have a desk that I work at that is right next to our patio. So there's a lot of light. Um, and I've, that has worked really well for me, but I have to, like, in order for me to transition when I'm working from home, it's a little bit easier now because things have opened up and like, we can go and do things now. Um, but I definitely like have noticed throughout the day that if I, there are days when I work from home where I'm just like, so zoned in, I'm so productive. I get so much done because there's no distractions. Like no one is asking me a million questions. Like I can just do the things that I like have been meaning to do. Mm-hmm. But on those days, I can work until like seven. Like I literally can start working at eight and can work until seven and just like go, 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 go. And so one thing that has helped me like stay transitioned and not really like to continue to stay productive because on the flip side, there are days where I'll work and I cannot get anything done. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, like I need to walk around. Like what I can't <laughs> focus. And so um, something that has helped me stay like balanced in between is playing music. Like I'll put music on. I can have it as loud as I want because it's just me. And then I'll like specifically make sure I go and like make myself lunch So I will spend a little bit more time on the process of like eating lunch and making lunch. Whereas normally when I eat lunch at the office or sometimes at home, I'll just like literally bring my food, sit it down and like continue to work. And so I've made sure to like prioritize if I am going to sit down and continue to work while I eat my lunch, I still want to be like pausing to make my lunch and like have moments where I can just like be for a second. And that weirdly enough has really helped me when five o'clock hits or four o'clock hits like help has helped me transition to, okay, like it is five o'clock. My husband has come home. It's time for me to be done with work. And having that like separate space, like you were talking about has made a huge difference in just me being able to transition from working, working from home, but then also just being home and like life. Um, because before it was just, it's like, this is never ending. Like I'm just in the same space all the time. Yeah. Well, I think now too, um, a lot of jobs are just remote. And so you can choose if you want to work from home or you can work from a coffee shop. And that's something that I really love to do is go to, I don't know if the uh, coffee shop necessarily likes me to be there all day, (laughs) but I buy a bunch of coffee. So like they should be fine. But I love going, I don't know why I love the energy at a coffee shop. Maybe it's because everyone else around you is working. It almost feels like a co-working space in a way. And I just always feel so creative whenever I'm just in a really nice setting. And so if you have a job where you're working working from home and you need to get out of the house, I highly recommend going to a coffee shop, even if it's just for a couple of hours, it's just a nice change of scenery. Yeah. Even if it's like nice outside and you for two hours want to go work at a park and just hotspot, 
just like sit at a park and hotspot. I've done that before. I did that in the middle of the pandemic because I just needed to get out of my apartment mm-hmm. and just needed a different space and coffee shops like weren't open. But right. yes, now like even before even before we ever started working from home at Render, like there were days where I was like, hey, I just got to go work from a coffee shop. Like nothing wrong with the office. Love the office. <laughs> I helped design it. I'm like it's great. But I just need to go and just need to be around other people, like you're saying, who are like creating and working. And it helps me as a creative to be creative and like right. get motivated. There's yeah. something about entering into a different space that can, I mean, if you're the type of person who needs routine and structure, like probably not a good idea for you, but I'm a little bit more free spirited. And so I'm like, roll up with my coffee shop stuff. And I'm like, yes, like this is going to be a great day. I'm going to do all my creative tasks today. Yeah. This is a really weird tip that I learned. (laughs) This may not be helpful for anyone else, but I learned like at the height of the pandemic, when I was working from home all the time, I was, there were some days where I was really struggling to be productive. And like Brooke was saying, of like, brush your teeth, brush your hair, put some clothes on. I learned that for me, putting shoes on, like actually like putting socks, putting tennis shoes on actually <laughs> made me way more productive. There was something about being barefoot that just made me feel too casual. I don't know what it was, but there was something about the psychology of me like, putting shoes on and sitting at my desk with shoes on that really helped me be productive. And so if you are struggling with productivity at home, maybe try putting some shoes on. Yeah. I mean, I could see why that would help. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, wow. <laughs> like this makes is... your brain think you're at work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the craziest thing. And then I would challenge myself like to pick out a cute outfit and I put on a cute outfit and be like, all right, this is great. Yes. I've heard that tip a lot of just like actually getting ready. I have not mastered that just yet, (laughs) but it definitely will help you feel more productive, I think, because you feel like you're ready for the day. Yeah, it helps you feel confident and productive Mm -hmm. and definitely feels a little bit more normal, you know? Yeah, for sure. Have you seen the commercial? I think it's like a Folgers or coffee commercial where they're Zooming and the guy's like in a suit, but he has his underwear on. (laughs) And like he has the Zoom screen down, like facing down, and so they everyone can see his underwear. I haven't seen it. That just kind of reminds me of like, yeah, maybe you should just get fully dressed. Like, yeah, just do the whole thing, right? (laughs) You never know. Oh my gosh. Well, I think the last thing that we wanted to cover today is how we are implementing this hybrid model. Yeah. Um, I think it really. When did that we really start doing the hybrid? I think whenever the mask mandate went into effect in Dallas, it's yeah. not anymore, but that kind of lit the fire for us that we were like, well, COVID is like still a thing. Like we do need to take that into account. And so if we're at the office, we need to be wearing masks and just a big question mark basically with everything. And so yeah. that's kind of what kick started this hybrid model. But you can talk about that if you want. Yeah, I think there was a couple weeks ago, there was a season where it was like, okay, we're working from home. We also like as a team need to come together and do our team meetings. And then, 
you know, if we're doing our team meetings on Mondays, then maybe we should schedule other in-person meetings on Mondays as well. Mm-hmm. But Mondays doesn't feel like enough time. And so maybe we should have another day. And so it was just kind of this back and forth of like, okay, well, we have a larger team now. Um, and it's hard to keep track of like Brooks working from home on this day and Kaylee's working from home on this day. And, and so having two set days where, um, unless you are quarantined or unless you are out of town or whatever, like we're going to be in office on Mondays and Thursdays has kind of set the structure for the other couple of days of the week. Like you have the freedom to work from home. You have the freedom to work from the office, like do whatever you want to do. But on Mondays and Thursdays, like we are going to be in office. And those are the days that we're also going to schedule any meetings that we have that way. Um, we weren't scheduling meetings on days that somebody might be working from home or somebody might not be able to come in. And this is this hybrid idea is not something that we came up with. It is something that um, is a conversation that is happening for a lot of corporations. Um, a lot of people, a lot of large companies are doing this. And I was watching in a webinar the other day by Asana, actually, um, and they had an expert on who like researches trends for working from home. Like the, his literal, literal job is just researching how the pandemic has affected working from home and working remotely and hybrids or whatever. And he was just basically saying that we're going to see a lot of companies transition to this hybrid model because it just works really well. Because on the days that you are in office, you are building your culture and your team is connecting. And then you're also just re like reestablishing structure. Yeah. And then the days where you are, oh, he was also saying that on the days that you're in person, most people are likely more creative. So you're really working on the creativity aspect and also that connection piece. Mm -hmm. And then the days that you're working from home, you are doing, you're very task oriented, you're getting things done, you're moving forward in projects, and you can still, I mean, if you're a creative person, you're probably gonna be creative either way. Um, But it was just really interesting to hear that those, that transition, like you become a different employee almost, like you kind of work a little bit different or different parts of your brain are pulled differently. And I have felt that. Brooke, have you felt that? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like my energy on a day that I'm coming to the office versus at home are just totally different. Like not in a bad way, either way. I'm just saying like, I just feel different when I'm coming to the office. Cause like I have a 45 minute commute in the morning. So yeah. I have the whole morning to like listen to a podcast. And so my mind is maybe just in like a different kind of headspace when I'm at the office versus at home. So I, I would definitely agree with that. It's nice to just like break up your week, you know? Yeah. And I think it makes the um, employees feel a little bit more free. Like I can see why it's becoming a thing in a bunch of c- companies is because it makes them feel like their employer really trusts them, that they are going to get their stuff done whenever they're at home. And it's less micromanagey, you know what I mean? So. If you're a business owner and kind of deciding if that's something that you want to do, coming from two employees that (laughs) get to do this, I think it's really great. We love it. Yeah, I love it. It's helped me so much, like just from a 
productivity standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like there are days when I really want to be in the office and there are days when I was just struggling of like, I know if I go into the office today, I am not going to get anything done yeah. or I'm not going to get the things that I really need to get done done. And it would be a little bit stressful because you'd have to go. And we, I mean, our office is fantastic, but we all share one office. Mm-hmm. And so it can be hectic in our office on days, especially when somebody's calling a client or whenever two people are talking about a project, like it can just, it can be pretty hectic. And so um, on Mondays and Tuesdays, like I have, like you were saying energy, like I mentally prepare myself mindset wise of like, I know walking in on a Monday or Thursday, I um, am going to have to like multitask and Mm -hmm. there are probably going to be a lot of questions asked for me and things are going to be a little chaotic and that's okay. Like I'm prepared for that. But then on the Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I'm working from home. And so I know it's just going to be me. I can handle my day. I can prepare like the tasks I'm going to do. I may get more in control. Yes. Yeah. I might get a couple Slack messages or emails, but I can control when I send my response and I can pause like what task I need to pause when I am ready to pause it. And so with the beautiful like model of this hybrid kind of structure that we've set up gives a lot of structure to, I know on these days, like this is where this is like likely what it's going to look like. And I know I'm expected to be here and here on those days. Um, And then with that structure, there's freedom. And so it's just this beautiful combination of like, I get the freedom to choose, but I also have structure to lean back on and that I don't have to, I don't have this whole big freedom where I'm like figuring out every day something's different, you know? And so help like creating that structure, I know has been helpful for me. And I know it's been helpful for our team because it gives clarity and it sets expectations. And it, that is crucial as a business owner or a leader of your business to set clear expectations and to really help your team know, hey, like this is what we're looking at. Let's let's go. Let's run with this. And so um, I'm really glad that we've kind of crafted this new model to where we have structure and we have freedom. Yeah. I think that made me think of we have an episode um about dealing with like stressful situations. And one of the points that Cam made in that episode was to kind of prep yourself um, like the night before and make sure you get in like a really good headspace before you have to have that difficult conversation or whatever. And it's like the same thing. Maybe you're not having a difficult conversation, mm-hmm. but you're kind of getting yourself in that headspace to have like a really good productive day at work. And there might be some unknowns that come in with questions or whatever else it may be. But yeah, it's just nice to like be prepared for what, you know, specific days are going to look like. So I love that you said that. Well, friends, I think we have covered all the things we can cover with working from home. We kind of dived into applications that we use and how we have implemented this hybrid model. So I'm curious for our listeners, if any of you have started to do a hybrid model, how it looks for you. So um, you could email me at brooke at the render.co and give me any like feedback that you've had or any strategies that you guys have implemented into your company that maybe we want to use. I'd love to hear about it. But seriously, yeah. 
If you haven't already, please rate and review our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. We would absolutely love it, and maybe we'll share it on an episode sometime. But other than that, I think we're all good. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Thanks so much, friends. We're so grateful for all of you guys that listen, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.